Are you just giving it a big yawn to start the fucking <laughs> first show of 2024? Hi, everybody. You can see how buzzing Colin is for this show. This is long-term memory, and it's me, Jack, and this is the first show of 2024. Colin, how are you? Apart from tired. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm delighted we're back recording. We've just recorded another episode, and we're now recording this. Um, I, I said on the other show we're recording, I'm missing the traitors for this recording session today, which... I thought my, last night I was supposed to go to the cinema to see Poor Things, the new Emma Stone movie. Right. And I patched it like 20 minutes before I had to leave the house because I realised I will be missed the traitors because uh, I wanted to watch it live. I've got two WhatsApp groups and I like to go on Twitter during it and stuff. So this is a big deal. So I might be yawning, but I'm here with all my heart and soul for sure, you guys, especially, especially the drum guys. They're the ones I really care about. Fucking sounded like it there, man. Oh, this is fucking shite. It's the fuck. <laughs> We're recording on Thursday night. It's been a long week at work. It's 22.01 at the moment. It's a minute past 10. Ion's allowed. It's fine. It's been a contact week at work. Like, I, I took the Monday off. So I only went back in on Tuesday and I walked into the office on Tuesday. And as soon as I walked into that office, I booked Thursday and Friday off. <laughs> that, like, the minute I walked into that office, I went, now nah, fuck this. Why didn't he work? I hate it. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's been a tough week. I was um so I finished up work on the fourteenth of December and was back this Monday. So I had a, a hell of a long time off. And this week's been quite difficult. But I do this thing now where I work I work nine days out of every ten. But I do nine longer days. So it's the same hours, just spread over nine days rather than ten. And I get every second Friday off. And unbeknown to me, this week was my Friday off. So I am off tomorrow, thankfully, and I'm delighted with that. So a nice wee Brucey bonus made the return week a little bit shorter. Yeah, and because we've been off for ages, like, do you know, we obviously did the movie with you. The last time you recorded a pod for Wrong Term Memory, mate, was the beginning of November. Because Andy covered for like four weeks back. Max, is Andy covered? Yeah, mate, you've not, apart from Hugh, no, you've not been back since Andy covered. Yeah. Yeah, and we've well, still got patrons, we've still got people paying. And yeah. you've got to give them kudos that they are they've hung on while you've been fucking about doing nothing. It shows how much they fucking love me though, doesn't it? Like, it, really, <laughs> it really does. Like they're just hanging on there on the end of a wire, just praying that Colin comes back soon. Absolutely choking for Colin to come back. Well he's back now and he's tired and he, and he can't be bothered with any of you. But Ayatollah is back and he's ready to entertain you. Right, um, I've got fuck all for this, mate. So <laughs> let me just literally just dive into my notes here for a wee second. We we did have plans to do stuff over Christmas or prior to Christmas, but we needed a break so badly. That's all right, that's okay. Just while you get your stuff together, have you seen the stuff in the news about the Jewish tunnels? Kind of vaguely. Tell me. So um, the... And this is the public feeds. So I need to be really careful how I word this and get it right. So there's a lot of a lot, they basically found a bunch of tunnels in New York that some of the Orthodox Jews, which I think is the really kind of traditional Jewish people, uh-huh. uh, the Hashinim, I think they call them, or as as Polly Walnuts in the Sopranos, that fabulous line, Hashinim, but I don't believe them. Uh, <laughs> he they've they've basically they were getting annoyed apparently about the access route to their synagogue. And they built underground tunnels underneath the city. When? Yeah, to move them from to, so they could go from one synagogue to another. No, not why. When? 
that now, as we speak, it's happening. It's in the news yesterday. Right. So, is this because of the whole fucking anti-Semitism thing taking over the fucking world? I think it's just it was to get it was to get easier access. Um, but it's it's really weird because when it happens, there's been a guy on Twitter posted on Twitter for the last like six months saying that he can hear Jewish people under his house. He can tell right. Jewish. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. He said he could hear hear them, but he lives in a ground floor flat with no basement. He couldn't understand it. Right. And it's now been proven right because the tunnel's under his house. Um, but there's videos of them coming out the tunnels and using them and stuff like that. And um, the police got involved because obviously you can't really be making tunnels under the ground. It's not safe. Right. Um, but it's just a mad, mad story. Like, it's... It's, I'm quite like a tunnel to get about and not have to deal with the public and stuff. I'm, quite, I'm up for it. I think it's a really good idea. But it was just a, it was one of those headlines where you read it and you're waiting for a joke or something stupid to be said. And it turns out it's a real story that they just built a couple of tunnels to move around and not have to go out in public and not have to mess with people or deal with the public. I think it's fucking genius. See, this was something that I think I'd vaguely heard about, but like weeks and weeks and weeks ago that some Jewish people felt that they had to like eat build tunnels and stuff like that because they felt if they were out in public they were gonna get discriminated against and oh, people were gonna fucking shit abuse them and or, or try and murder them and, and shit like that. Yeah. But this is only like yeah, like seven, eight hours old this stuff. Rolling Stone's yeah. got an article on it now. Yeah, uh, the secret Shabbat tunnels. But I'm sure I read stuff about this weeks and weeks ago because they felt Fearful because of the whole fucking Middle East thing that they had, like, right. Jewish schools had, like, fucking country rifles outside them and stuff like that. Because yeah. Maybe that's a different fucking story. Mental. Right, yeah. Probably I'm, that's, I'm probably, a, that's not a funny story. That's a horrible one. I'm not into that I'm one. Getting, yeah. I'm getting things mixed up. Yeah. yeah. But I, the, the, the tunnels it, to avoid people is pretty cool. It'd be class, man. I would love that. You would, you would absolutely love that. See, if I could get a tunnel that took me from my house to my seat at Ibrooks. That would be magic. Honestly, just I imagine you popping up there, up a level. Pop, that's gone. I'm doing my seat in the Oh, that's me here. Hello. Uh, I'd, I'd stay right to the very end every week. No problem if I got a wee tunnel to get me home. And then just bye. Just squish back down, man. Jail. Yeah, just calling away again to the big tunnel. Tunnel pod. That'd be us. <laughs> tunnel pod. I'd be cracking. Um, oh. But yeah. That's, that's all fun stuff, isn't it? Um, what have you got for us? You've got some Scottish stuff, haven't you? My kind of Scottish stuff. So I had planned to do like a two-part Scottish thing over Christmas and that, but that's not going to happen. So think it's got in the way. Yeah. Uh, right. So this, I was going to say to you, like, I'm going to throw this at you here. So describe sort of growing up in, in Scotland, mate, like, I I thought it was pretty cushy, but some people might think it's not, you know? Um, so I can only speak from my own point of view. Aye, that's what I mean, that's um, why I'm asking you and not somebody else. Mine was very cushy, I'm very, very lucky, come from a nice family, was brought up in a nice area, had a nice house and didn't really to not to ridiculous levels or anything but never really wanted for anything I was always very lucky so yeah all these it's a thing that annoys me sometimes because um, especially in work and if you talk to people online and stuff like that this whole 
thing about Glasgow being an absolute shithole and a place where you just you're putting your life in your hands, just opening your front door and stuff like that. It's not the Glasgow that I know. It's not the Glasgow that I love. And I don't mean that just from me living in the suburbs of the south side and stuff like that. I just mean even what about the city centre? I've never been beaten up. I've never been in a fight. I've never been robbed. Well, I got I got my cap taken off me on a train once. Other than that, I've never had any hassle. So Glasgow is pretty. It's been pretty idyllic for me. I can't I can't agree or get on board with all the Glasgow is like the most dangerous place in Europe. Chat and all that sort of stuff that people when you talk to I talk to English guys in work, and they when I talked about going to the football and old firm games in particular, they're all like, "Oh, it must be crazy." I bet you've seen some sights. No, no, not really. Must be fighting in the streets. Nah, not really. Do you see stabbings all the time? No, never. So it's kind of, it's heavily, heavily fictionalised, I think. Uh, well, of course some of it is and some of it isn't, but yeah, I, I tend to agree. I was pretty, pretty cushy growing up, you know, never, like you say, he's never really wanted for much. There, there is, I know some people that were involved in trouble, I know some people that weren't, and it just, that, and that's just the way it is. It's, it's the same everywhere, I imagine. I'd imagine there's cunts down in, let's say, I don't know, fucking Scunthorpe or something, saying, what a beautiful place Scunthorpe is. Yeah. And you've got other people saying, you better not go to Scunthorpe or something, they'll rob you. And, yeah. And I don't know if it's a class thing, I, I don't know. I don't want to drill down too deep in it. I don't want to get too serious. Fuck, fuck that. This was a, a stupid episode. But well, there's obviously some, there's obviously, there's obviously something that is, drags people towards that whole that that stuff, and it might be poverty. It might just be not having a two-parent household or whatever. But I don't want that. Said, I don't get too deep into it. But it's been pretty pretty good for me. Pretty good for me. But Scotland is known for some shit, right? So I want to see. Um, I kind of I think I googled like ten Scottish things or something, and I just want to see if me and you are into uh, any of these. Okay, that's uh, good. Stereotypically Scottish, right? So I've got a list okay. in front of me. Um, it's called Nine Remarkable Things About Scotland. Okay. Number one. Here we go. Number one. Castles. <laughs> I live next to a castle. Uh, so da, you been in it? Uh, never been in it. I've never even walked <laughs> past it. I've drove past it. I've never walked past it. I've never been up the hill to see it. Crookston Castle is nothing to me. But I do live in Crookston, which does have a castle. Yeah, I've been in Crookston Castle a couple of times. Used to take the dog up there every now and again because there's like a family that stay. There's like a a family that stay there. Like they like look after the castle, but it's oh, only ninety five. Aye, I so there's like a house. No, there's like a house. Right, and there's okay. like a big fence around the castle, and it's right. like because it's a public site, it's open ninety five. So they basically need to open the gates in, for ninety five, and they shut the gates at five, and their dogs run about. These German shepherds that are mental, but Crookston yeah. Castle is tiny. It's got like this remote thing, and you go in it, and it's kind of got these like, like pictures. Like the, this, this would have been the the banquet hall. Right, there's a okay. picture of like eighteen people sitting around this big table, and you literally turn around, and you're lucky if you could fit four people in the banquet hall. And you got the stairs, and there's like there's like the. Wee- no turrets, but you can like look through the windows where you, they would shoot arrows and shit. Because it's oh, right at the top of a hill, obviously. Yeah. Because that's obviously the most uh, good place to have a have a castle. But never been to Edinburgh Castle either. I've not. No, I don't. Uh, I've been. I've, I've been, been to in a castle Ed- in England. Right. 
I've been to Skipton Castle, which was quite good. Um, but I think that's it for me in castles. I don't think I've done any other castles, mate. The only castle I've been in is Crookston Castle. Yeah. I've only yeah, been to Edinburgh once in my life. I've been to Edinburgh a few times, a few more times recently, but it's not... Nah, it's not not a big thing for me, castles. Not a big we, we, we did a show about castles once, remember? Yeah, we fucking that Mexican guy. No, not with them, but somebody oh, suggested... Man. Somebody suggested the title of a show. It was like... It was part of the style. Uh, he was the big fucking striker. What was his name? The guy we signed the same time as Sibo. The other Mexican we signed was Sibo. I can't remember his name. And he all, all he done. No, 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 no. It was, it was name on the other. It was. It wasn't. It was. Um, not Sibo. Um, the, the, the alcoholic guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was his name, man? Pena, Pena, and Pena, and oh, what was his name? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> but you, you find that out because. His Instagram was just full of pictures of him travelling about Scotland, um, looking at castles. He absolutely loved it. I'm just going to search in here. Castles. Scottish castles. <laughs> what was that? Ed, Eduardo Herrera. Eduardo Herrera, that's the one. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Eduardo Herrera. 22nd of June 2017, we signed in a double deal on three-year contract. Dearie, dearie me. Um, but yeah, that's that's the most the kind of research I've ever done in castles is that show. So not because his Instagram was full of it. So he... <laughs> September the tenth, he was at Stirling Castle. <laughs> he went to NFL. He went to the NFL <laughs> during the international break. Good for him. Then he went to Ellen Donald Castle a couple of days after Rangers beat St Johnson Freedom <laughs> because we would try to link it up to like oh, if he was if he was playing football. Yeah, or if he was just looking at castles, <laughs> and it turned out he fucking loved castles. I can't. Glory days of RBR. Eh? That's it. So castles, okay. not particularly into them. Um, number two, just the Highlands in general. So where does the Highlands start? Loch Lomond is that the Highlands? No, I wouldn't imagine so. Don't know. Um, I'm not sure if I've ever been to the Highlands, mate. I'm not sure if I've ever been. Scottish Highlands, um, a line drawn from Dumbarton near the head of the Firth of Clyde. Oh, that seems like dead close. Yeah, so if that is the case, then what Colin maybe is, but I don't know. I want to go, I'd like to go to where the, the Harry Potter train is. There's, there's a big viaduct with the Harry Potter train. I'd like to go and see that one day. Right. But I only want to go and see that if you can drive to it, park, and it's pretty much there. I'm not going if you need to park and then fucking hike for an hour through the Highlands to see this viaduct. So I need somebody that's been to tell me the case or not. Ah, but the way that they fucking cut it up on the map, like, it doesn't include... Like, Aberdeen, all that's, like, outside of it, because it's all right. on the east. It must just be to do with mountains. Um, I've been to one of the islands up there, Isle of Skye or something. Don't know. Oh, I've been to the islands. Yeah, I've been to... What's the Is one? That... What's Balamori called? Tobermory, I've been there. And I've been know. to Mill. So, done some islands. What was, it, what was the thing you said there two seconds ago? Tobermory? Tobermory is where is where Balamori set. So Balamori was the TV show. Yeah, what's yeah. the story in Balamori? Da, 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 da. Uh, Josie Jump and PC Plum and Archie the Inventor and all that. One of the guys in it, there was a um... that Spencer the painter. I think you're going to t- talk about. Is he the one that uh, shot somebody or something? 
I'm pretty sure he's Dawes or Pornstar. That's it, yeah, that's it. That's Spencer the Painter, I think. Yeah, it's Spencer the Painter, there he is. Yeah, cool. Uh, what's his name? And Diamond. Miss Rooley is married to Greg Hempel. Diamond. Skin Diamond. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's come up before. It has come up before. Because, like, are we running out of ideas? I don't just mean us, I mean, like, everywhere. Like, because recently I, I was flicking through the channels and Wheel of Fortune's coming back. Do you have uh, not in that one? Right. So that's that, like... There were no deals back with Stephen Mulhern. No, that was back. Um Cash has been back for a while with him. Jeopardy, well, that's never really been here, has it? It's been, it actually has been a couple of times, but failed each time. This is the next, this is the next attempt at it. Right. Um, Gladiators is back on BBC One on Saturday night. Oh, is it fucking... What's his name? The it, Chase presenter. Bradley Walsh and presenting that, aye. That's what I mean, is everybody just running out of ideas? Can we, not, can we come up with a new fucking show? Game show. Uh, the Weakest Link's back with Romesh presenting that. Was, that. that was back a while ago, aye. Um, Big Brother obviously came back last year. It's all just getting recycled, mate. Ah, cool. Game shows are cheap to make, aren't they? Well, unless somebody owns the rights to them, otherwise. But I imagine, like, most of the, sh- the shows that we're showing here are, are British. Like, I wonder how much STV or ITV had to pay for the Jeopardy rights. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Apparently, so I was listening to the, the Rest is Entertainment podcast. Right. And, um, they were talking about it on there, and apparently that came back because um, Stephen Fry, who presents it, said to his agent... I've got no idea why Jeopardy isn't on in the UK. It would be great. I mean, I would even present it. Mm-hmm. Agent just went away and spoke to ITV, and apparently within three months they had the rights to Jeopardy, and Stephen Fry was presenting it. Fair enough. Um, so there's, there's that. It's, it, did you ever listen to that, Rest is Entertainment? Uh, no. It's quite good. Um, it's it's quite interesting. There was a really good bit on it this week about the algorithm of game shows. And basically, every game show employs a mathematician, and they create an algorithm for the prizes to make sure that if you're running a season of TV, a season of a game show with twenty episodes per se, you'll have a jackpot that you can give away in total over the series of say, I don't know, a million pounds. Mm. Basically, your mathematician will sit down, work out the algorithm of what is the average amount you'll pay out on each show. And then set the questions according to that algorithm so it all fits into it so they don't go bankrupt. That makes sense, I suppose. Uh, it really does make sense. There'd be no point in having a million pound show if every cunt going on it was worth a million pound. Nah, take the fun of it away, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I don't listen to the rest as entertainment. No. Are you still listening to the rest as history at all? You still uh, yes, I'm listening to the Nazi ones at the moment. Quite good. The, the story, they're, they're doing a wee, wee um, mini-series about Nazis at the minute. The four partner. Yeah. Um, I've not been back and listened to any of the story because I know you sent me a really good list that I'm going to get into. But um, I finally, I don't know why I'm, I haven't told you this or not, I've, I got quite heavily over Christmas into audiobooks, Jack, again. Uh-huh. Which, you, you know, I'm not, I've not been a fan of the old audiobooks. I listen to too many podcasts. But I listened to Bob Mortimer's autobiography uh, on, on audio, audiobook. I listened to Billy Conley's on audiobook. And I have listened to David Mitchell's new book about the royal family over the years. It's brilliant, man. Um, Unruly, it's called. Yeah, really enjoy it. I've enjoyed all of them. Um, I actually got Billy Conley's new autobiography to listen to, but I had to turn it off because 
I listened to his one from three years ago. Right. Loved it. Got the new one. And because I'd just been listening to him for like eight hours, I put the new one on and his health deteriorated so bad, his voice was upsetting me. I know, he doesn't sound well at all. No. It really upset me. And I think it was because I'd been listening to him for so long when he sounded okay. So I'm going to go back to that in a while once I've forgotten how good he sounded. Um, but it's good. I found a, I found a workaround for audiobooks, Jack. So I was wait. going to say, because I, I I shared my sign in my Audible signing, and I was like expecting you to say a few of the books that I had, and then you said them, and I have not got that. Yeah, well, I've had a look at your Audible. I've still got access to it, and I'm going to use it. But I found a way, I found a website that's got them all and a really clever way to get them into the Pocket Casts podcast app. So I'm I'm living the, the pirate's life on the old audio. The thief lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I own the, I, all the books I'm listening to, I own the written copies, so I think it's okay if that's the case. Right, okay. Yeah, I don't buy. I don't buy. I don't buy books very much anymore. Even Martin Ramsey's about book. I, I usually buy them for somebody else. Yeah. I got I got both of Martins for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Offer uh, somebody else, or yeah, Mark Dingmo bought me them for Christmas. All right, cool. It's a random story and a half, but yeah, I've got both Martins, but I need to get them to sign them. Right, so I just got a text message. Right, uh, Loch Ness monster. What a pish! Stupid lot of shite. What a pish! It's just a, it's just, just absolutely no way it's true. Like, it's not a dinosaur, it's a monster. If it was a dinosaur, then you can maybe believe it, but the timing's all wrong. So, it's, the it's not a dinosaur. about yeah. Um, I think it's a marketing campaign more than anything these days. Sell wee toys and that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a guy that's stayed there for about 35, 40 years or something, purely like, on the lookout for it, like some sort of fucking maniac. What, his whole life is just trying to find that? Uh, I think so, aye. I think we were going to do a show about Loch Ness once. And we didn't do it, right? Because you're gonna mixed up with fucking, you're gonna mixed up with Hart, you're gonna mixed up with Lock Lomond. Yeah, I might have done. I've just quickly googled through my notes document, and I found like, and there's more water in Loch Ness than there is in every waterway and lake in England and Wales combined. Loch Ness. Yeah. yeah. See, I think yeah, but I think we were speaking about Lock Lomond at that point, and you were trying to pass that off as a Lock Lomond fact. I'm just looking at this document I've made up, I don't think we've ever used it um, I, something that I thought would be interesting in the podcast there's no streets in Bears Den they're all called Drive, Avenue or Road <laughs> and there's nothing called Street <laughs> um, people assume that Goofy from Disney's a dog but he isn't, he's a cow <laughs> what? yeah, Goofy's a, Goofy's a cow he's not a dog Goofy Cow or Dog. Goofy is a cartoon character created by Walt Disney. He is a tall, anthropomorphic dog. No, he's a cow. Well, not according to Wikipedia. Oh, and then, well, the last thing I've got <laughs> here, the word posh comes from well-off people on cruise ships. Oh, no, that's a black happens on the way home. Um, port out, starboard home, posh. Yeah. Yeah, strange, strange behaviour, that. Nonsense. Uh, what's the next one? Like, Sno- no, Snopes is quite good for this sort of stuff. Right. Is Disney's goofy character actually a cow? Fact check by Snopes. For her. <laughs> what does Snopes know? Snopes are one of the better websites for me. Oh. For sn- snoping about. Right, 
Uh, where were we? About Scottish Loch Ness Monster Pish. Bagpipes. Um okay. Um I don't hate bagpipes. They don't they don't I don't detest them or anything, but I don't sit down and bag on Apple Music and look for Spotify, I look for bagpipe music either. Yeah, I remember years ago being at a party and every country listened to like music and every every genre of time. And this guy goes like, Oh, listen to this. And he puts on is it red hot chili papers, it's called? Oh, no. Right in the middle of a party, man, you're like, oh no. Come on. That's not what we want here, is it? That's not what we want here, but I uh, bagpipes, yeah. Fuck them. Whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Um, you're not no. a whiskey drinker. Huh? Nah, I've, I've, I've not had a enough palate for that. I, I, I do enjoy a bourbon. Um, I I go through stages of liking bourbon and getting right into it. I was a hospitality at the football at the start of January and I drank nothing but bourbon the whole day and it was great. What uh, kind of bourbon? It was Jack Daniels, just what they had. Just my, yeah, my go-to is bullet. I like, I like a bullet bourbon. Um, I was going to say, do you like bullet? But yeah, I love bullet. Um, but I do, I do enjoy Jack Daniels. I'm not, I'm not pretentious about it. Jack Daniels and Coke's great. Um, I drank that all day and I was very, very happy. Um, but I just think whiskey tastes like shit. It's horrible. Scotch whiskey. I'm not massively into it. I tried to a couple of years ago get into it, and I kind of thought I was getting a wee bit of a taste for it, and then I just moved away from it again. Nah, it's like I'm, try, I'm trying to help my dad at the moment sell all his whiskey collection. My dad's mm-hmm. get my dad's get bottles that are like forty years old and stuff like that. Some really good stuff that's worth a lot of money. Um, and I've arranged a couple of sales for him. Then he said, "No, I can get more than that." And he's cancelled them and stuff. So I'm getting a bit pissed off with him because I want my cut. But <laughs> uh, that's my only interest in it. Really, is trying to get rid of the ones that he's selling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure recently as well. You know how there's like a like a whiskey with an E or without an E. So like, uh, is that or... is that not the difference between Scotch and Irish <clears throat> or something like that? Or yeah, but I actually people might go off on this, but I think. There's no difference. I'm pretty sure, again, I, it would have been a podcast I heard this on, that doesn't really make, doesn't make a difference. It might have been Susie, her that knows all about words. She's great at them. She's on Countdown. Susie. Susie Susie then. She was saying, no, nah, it's just a fucking, it's just a rumble up. It doesn't really, it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no difference between whiskey and whiskey, but we'll see. I like. Um, I also quite like Bushmills, which is an Irish whiskey. I enjoy that. Bushmills. Yeah, Bushmills is nice. I'll try that. The Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Oh fuck off! I'd rather stab my boys than watch that. I think. Yeah, I, it's there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with the folk that go to it. There's something wrong with the folk that enjoy it. I don't know why it's on the telly. It's just idiots marching and blowing pipes. Uh, it's not really my bag neither. Scottish wool, that's a weird one. Scottish wool. Just wool. Um, the famous one is the Edinburgh Woolen Mill, isn't it? That's uh, it. I don't, I don't, uh, in fact, I, it's just, it says it there. Yeah, it's, my auntie used to be a good ditter. My auntie used to knit um, my jumpers. I, I've got a picture of myself as a very young lad with a Thomas the Tank Engine jumper that she um, knitted me. Aye, my granny was right into that as well because I had a, something similar, but it was like a, a scarf with a train on it. But each of the train carriages had my name on it, so it was like Jack, what are we like 
red and white thing. Aye. Nice, I like that. That's pretty good. Um, obviously, we've got our, our mutual friend Graham, who runs the famous. He knits a lot of scarves and hats and stuff like that. He's knitted me a number of scarves and hats over the years, so shout out to Graham at the famous. Right, Graham, my he's, man. Haggis. Oh, I fucking love it, mate. Like, what do you mean, love it? Like, love it, like, you'll eat it a couple of times a week? Mm, or just oh, when it comes around, you'll enjoy it? I wouldn't say eat it a couple of times a week, but I enjoy it all year round. Like, right, okay. I like, I, I, so I, I obviously eat haggis, neeps and tatties, which is the traditional way, but I enjoy a haggis risotto. I make risotto with haggis, which is really nice. Right. Um, I make I make this like bastardized lasagna, which is like a Mexican lasagna where I start with a chili base and then make it into lasagna. And I usually crumple a haggis into that as well because you know in a lasagna you're supposed to have like three different types of mince sort of thing. Right. I've usually only got two different types of mince. So I have to give it a third option, I usually crumble a haggis in and that's really nice as well. See, I was making a fucking stuff fry a couple of weeks ago and I decided to, no haggis, but I decided I'd read that you could crumple in black pudding, have like a black pudding oh, stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know what I'd done, mate. It went all pasty. It was like a big fucking pasty black pudding mess. I think maybe oh, I put right. too much black pudding in, man. It was a fucking disaster. Maybe too it much. It tasted or... all right, but it just tasted like black pudding. What? Anytime I've done something like that is I've just grilled the black pudding separately then crumbled it in at the end. Right, okay. I probably should have done that. Like, I stuff, right? Just crumble it in at the end. Aye, I should have done that. I fucked up. It was like a, it was nice, but it was like a, just a, a mashup. Locks, mate, just locks or lakes. As it was already water, but locks, um, not like doors. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, like fucking uh, doors, mate. No. Um. So I really like water. Um. I, 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 I like, I like looking at locks and rivers and. All that sort of stuff. I'm a bit of a wee child when I see water. Like when I'm driving over water, I get excited, um, and I just like it. So I'm a big fan of locks. Um, I've been, you know, we spoke about this. And you, you mimicked me before Christmas. Took the piss out of me. I've been doing some of the cold water therapy and the shiver and stuff like that. I'm quite keen this year to actually go out into the rivers and do it. Um, I've got a pal that's been doing it that said I can go with them and start it off. So quite keen to start that and see how that goes. So that's the next step. So, yeah, I'm into the locks. I, I was never taking the piss out of that, mate. Like, I was just taking the piss out of you doing cold water therapy. It was the way you explained it to me. How did that explain it to you? Remind me. I can't, I can't fucking remember now, but it was like any... Oh, I can't remember the fucking word. This is shit podcasting. <laughs> um... I guess I made out that it was really good for you and it really helped your mental health. And you're right, you said... Well, anything that you think is good improves your mental health, doesn't it? No, I can't. This is a really shite conversation that we're having, but I'm going to try and find it right here. We are. <laughs> As Jack stumbles through WhatsApp to find the evidence for oh. Andy abusing me, um, I will tell you a little story about the, the river. So I grew up in Stamperland next to in Clarkson. No, no, okay. The miles, and there was an old military bridge over the river. And we managed to break into that bridge and get access to the river and used to go over it and play in the river, playing the stepping stones and all that. And that was some of the happiest times of my childhood. I loved the river. Always loved it. Yeah, so you put see this is what I think I think we were we ended up arguing over the definition of the word exposure here. Okay. 
Because you put any exposure to cold water as cold water therapy. Right. And as soon as you wrote that, I thought, like, exposure to something is when you're, like, you're exposed to it. Like, like doesn't matter how long. Matter if, like, if you walk out your front door, you're exposed to cold air. Yes. So I was like, well, I will, I will wash my face with cold water. Is that me you're being exposed to cold water? Facetious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whereas exposure, I suppose, like, you can die from exposure. Like, if it's like being out for ages in it. Yeah. So there's a middle ground where... It's not just splashing your face with water, and it's no dying. It's in between. <laughs> yeah, it's it definitely helps, especially because, as you know, I've got um, an issue with my right leg, and one of the only things that helps it is like anti-inflammatory stuff. And one of the right. best things for that is cold water therapy. So that's why I do it basically, and because it makes me feel really good in the morning. Like you do come out of the shower, and you feel like Superman. Um, I think it's because I was reading about it again this week. When you get out of the shower every day, you're always freezing cold and it's a bit of shit and you get your towel wrapped around you and you shiver for a wee bit and you get ready. When you do cold water immersion in the shower and you step out, you actually warm up straight away and it just makes you feel amazing. Mm. Um, it's, it's part of the kind of, just the boost it gives you. I feel enough. Like I said, I would take the day, 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 day what's, um do what works for you. But it was just the exposure thing. Because Karen yeah. does it like she... Like, I don't. I, I, I'm worse than being in a hot shower and then just turned it frozen for the last thirty seconds. Yeah, I think I just burst into tears. It's, yeah. you, honestly, you, the first time you do it, you squeal and you <laughs> and you last like two seconds and you just jump out and then you psych yourself up. You get to five seconds, you get to ten seconds, you start bringing in the breathing exercises, and eventually you do enjoy it. It's it's a mad mad thing, but it does work. Right, fuck it. I think we'll call it a day here um, on Scotland. We will be we'll be back in the next couple of weeks and months with shows, bonus shows and stuff like that. Um for patrons and the you plebs of the public stuff. So yeah, public people, just get your hands in your pockets <laughs> local podcasters. Come on. Come on to fuck. Right. Uh cheers, Colin. Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. Right, bye guys. Bye. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are, they're pretty hardcore wrong-term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely. And if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag, they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm.